In Jesus' name we pray. May we just rise up to just sing the praise of the Lord and be merry and celebrate Jesus. Our Lord is a good God. I didn't hear you. Our Lord is a good God. He is mighty to save. He is able to deliver. He is the mighty one of Jacob. He is the only one of Israel. He is the I am that I am. He is the ancient of days. Hallelujah. Stand down, power. The Holy Ghost power. Stand down, power again. The Holy Ghost power. Stand down, power. Stand down, power.
Holy Ghost, do it again. Holy Ghost, do it again. Do it, do it, do it. Holy Ghost, do it again. As this was in the days of Pentecost. Holy Ghost, do it again. Do it, do it, do it. Holy Ghost, do it again, do it, Lord. Holy Ghost, do it again. Oh yes, and it was in the days of Pentecost. Holy Ghost, do it again. One more time now. Holy Ghost, do it again. Do it, Lord. Holy Ghost, do it again. As it was in the day of Pentecost. Holy Ghost, do it again. Can you exalt His name? Can you magnify His name? Hallelujah. The excellent Spirit. The Spirit of cancer. The Spirit of might. The spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It's the spirit of grace. It's the spirit of might. It's the Holy One of Israel. It's the Lord of harvest. We bow before His presence. He's all powerful. He's all mighty. He's all present. He's omniscient. He knows all there is to know. And we bless His mighty name. And we exalt His holy name. Wonderful Holy Spirit. Exalt Jesus. Testify of Him. Weakness of Him. That He is God and He is Lord. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Blessed Father, the hour has come, blessed Lord, that You will send forth Your power, blessed Holy Spirit. And You will consume with fire. For the blessed Holy Ghost is consuming fire. It's the spirit of fire. It's the spirit of burning. Holy Spirit, move in the congregation of your people, blessed Father. Oh God, that a new lease of life will be imparted in the life of people, blessed Father. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We pray that you will manifest in the life of every single one. Holy Father, we give you praise. We pray that you will operate between the people, Lord. Spirit of the living God, move, oh God, and cause your people to live a new life. The life in the Spirit. The life of power. The life of fire. Lord, cleanse them, Lord. And burn off every shaft. And that your name alone may be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. May we be seated in the presence of God. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Our God is good. When Jesus was here on, in ministry on planet Earth as, as a man, he was totally a man and totally God. The Bible says he asked his people that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to bring forth soul, to witness to the entire world. And that ministry is still around. That ministry is for you and for me. The baptism has been passed on to us and we must continue in grace. Praise the Lord. It also means that before that happened, he told them to tarry in Jerusalem until they be endued with power. In other words, without power, you can do nothing. 
In other words, without the fire of the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. In fact, the only power that can destroy the works of Satan and beat Satan black and blue is the power of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is not present, just forget about it. Nothing will happen. The Holy Spirit is one presence and power of God that executes the will of God in the house of God and in the entire world also. The Holy Spirit and His preeminence is so significant. We are going to look at the empowerment by the Spirit of God. And I'm going to call this one the baptism in the Holy Ghost. We're going to say teaching session. We're going to look at it. And then after that, we believe that God has empowered almost all of us. If you're truly a Christian, if you're truly a child of God, it means that you have been empowered to move into the world. To witness for Jesus Christ. To demonstrate the power of God. Because Jesus says that these things shall ye do and greater works shall ye do also. Because I go unto my Father. We're going to look at the baptism in the Holy Spirit. There are those of us, I'm sure that the speaking in tongues, speaking, baptism in the Holy Spirit is more important, more significant than the speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is just a, a product of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, it does mean that when you are empowered, the first sign that we see, the first sign that we ever see is speaking in tongues. Audible voice, speaking in a language unknown to you, yet known to God, yet known to the Godhead. And it's only God and His Spirit and Jesus Christ that know this language. It is a bypass language. I call it supernatural communication override. You know, you override, you bypass whatever channel it is. Satan does not seem to understand what you're talking about. Human conscience and intelligence does not, under, do not, under, does not understand what you're talking about. But in the spirit, the Bible says, you are speaking mysteries. And that is very important. If you're a child of God and you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, this is the day. God will anoint you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There are prerequisites we are going to look at. There are purposes we are going to look at. There are other areas we are going to look at. But end of the day, as your hearts are free, not, no skeleton in your cupboard, nothing to hide, I want to tell you, you are going to open up your heart to God. And you are going to say, the Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence. Come down upon me. And a new thing will envelop you. And the power of God will walk in your life. And you shall never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when I look at the definition of the Holy Spirit, so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural phenomenon. It's not a natural phenomenon. It's a supernatural phenomenon whereby the beneficiary of that gift is able to speak in an unknown language that is unknown to him, not understood by him, not understood by devil or demons or human intelligence, but that is understood by God. Praise the Lord. So that's why I call it an override. By that, God, the Holy Spirit, that knows the mind of the Father, speaks to the Father concerning you, concerning that which you are asking for, and divinely guided answers come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. That is very powerful. That is very significant. That's why we are looking at it. Now, we are not asking for, Father, give me tongues. No, 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 no. You are asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're asking for the presence of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. When you're born again, the Bible says, the Spirit of God indwells you. That's what the Bible says. In John 1 and 12, the Bible says, as many as receive him, to them give he power to become the sons of God. But here, that's the indwelling Spirit. In, on regeneration, when you're born again, the Spirit of God 
comes to live in your spirit being. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The rivers of living water is the Holy Spirit. Now, rivers is just a symbol. It's not rivers. Or it's a symbol, an emblem to depict the Holy Spirit. Because river has power. River is cooling. River is soothing. River is so forceful. So it has the traits that can be uh, symptomatic of the Holy Spirit. And so we use this to, uh, to depict traits in the Holy Spirit. Just like cloud of glory. Just like fire. Fire burns. Fire refines also. The Bible says the children of Israel shall be refined with refiner's fire and with fuller soap. But that same fire is a consuming fire to the enemy. Praise the Lord. And this afternoon, oh God is going to feast us in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I do know that some of us, sometimes you are speaking in tongues and Satan tells you, are you sure that your own is right? Because he knows he doesn't understand. So he wants to befool you so that you will say, oh, mine is not right. I think that I need to pray more. No, it's right. God has given you that. Go ahead in faith. Everything that must come before God must come by faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Praise the Lord. Next slide, next slide. And now, that is the promise. We're going to look at the promise. We're going to also look at the purpose. We're going to look also at the patterns. We're going to look at the prerequisites. Then we're going to look at the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Then I believe the Holy Spirit will come upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, look at the promise. Moses yearned in his heart. In Numbers 11, Moses yearns in his heart that the Spirit of God will come upon every single person. That every single soul shall prophesy in his own day. Why? Because he loved humanity. He loved God. He did not know that that same, that same promise was set for a time of the New Testament church. Praise the Lord. Then when Isaiah came, when Joel came, another prophet came, they now promise and prophesy the things that will come to pass in your day and in my day. To execute the power and the judgment of God. And that's why he says that, the Bible says that this, this promise is for all. Praise the Lord. It's for all. That's Acts of the Apostle 2 and 38. While Peter was talking to entire jury, he did say that the promise is for those that are far off and all as many as the Lord shall call. The Lord has called you. I didn't hear you. I said the Lord has called you. So that promise is for you. Your tongues will be drying up. But today, there's going to be a resurgence. Today, there's going to be a rejuvenation. The power is going to come back again on you in the name of Jesus Christ. When Moses lamented, and Isaiah prophesied, and Joel also prophesied, when Jesus came, he fasted in Mark 16 and 17, he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, after he talks about casting out of devil, devil, demons, he said, they shall speak with tongues. That is what he's talking about. So he ratified, he endorsed, and he brought to pass, he actualized his word that the prophets were talking about. And this is the day of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget, God the Father is seated in heaven. Jesus Christ is seated at his right hand. The Holy God that is here with us is God the Holy Spirit. These are the days of the activities of the Holy Spirit. The days of power. 
It is not the days in the Old Testament when only kings and priests and, and prophets had the Spirit of God. Now the Spirit of God is poured out upon us. That's the promise. It's poured out upon us. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 29, in, in verse 9, from verse 9 to 11, it says that with stammering lips and another tongue shall he speak to his people. He prophesied that time is coming when God will use stammering lips another tongue to speak to you. There shall be a communion and communication in words that cannot be understood by any other uh, human beings or any other uh, spirit being. But that God and you will be communicating. Praise the Lord. Joel also prophesied that I shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Can you say all flesh? Say it one more time. All flesh. Praise the Lord. This is the day. The day of that power. The day of endowment. In Luke 24 and 29, it said, said, Behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. That's the power we're talking about. When we say, send down power. Send down power from above. That Holy Ghost power is going to be here this morning. It's already here. I believe the entire atmosphere and ambience is lit with an electric, with the power of God. But the power of God shall de- descend upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When you say endued, endued, the word endued means a Greek word enduo. Enduo, enduo means that you are clothed with. You are sunk in. You are immersed, you are submerged in. That is an investiture of power. In other words, you are drowned in power. In other words, the Holy Spirit so fills you to overflowing. You are drunken with power. Praise the Lord. Not with wine, but with power, with the Holy Spirit. That uh, you are filled to overflowing with the presence and the power of God. And that is an evidence that you begin to speak in tongues. And nothing will be able to stop that. Praise the Lord. So when you are clothed with power, you are empowered to represent the kingdom of God in all of his power, in all of his wherewithal. Why? Because that is the power of God. And you must, you know, Paul said one thing. He said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. One human being. You think he was boasting, he was telling the simple truth. He said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than ye all. In other words, he is lit, he is knitted, aligned in the spirit. And at every single time, he knows the mind of God. Praise the Lord. He knows the mind of God. Jesus Christ baptizes with the Holy Spirit. But it is the Spirit himself that manifests the speaking in tongues. The Bible says he gives them utterance. They speak as the Holy Spirit gives them utterance. The Holy Spirit gives the utterance. Praise the Lord. So until Pentecost came, people actually, they had the right. They knew they had the privilege, but the power was not there. The might was not there. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of might and the spirit of counsel. In Isaiah 11, if you look at verses 1 and 2, it says the Holy Spirit is the spirit of might, is the spirit of counsel, is the spirit of wisdom, is the spirit of understanding, is the spirit of knowledge, is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The seven aspects of the Holy Spirit is represented in that small that small verse of scripture. That the Holy Spirit is the spirit of might. And it's very important that we realize that. And Micah encapsulates that. And when he says, but truly, Micah 3 and 8, if you look at it, 
said, God, truly, I am full of the power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of judgment, and of might, to declare unto Jacob his transgression, and Israel his sin. If you don't have the might, if you don't have that enablement, if you don't have that boldness, that boldness capacitated by the Spirit of God, you can do nothing. You can look at a person like that, and you're not able to minister or witness to that person, because fear comes on the inside of you, when that Spirit of God comes upon you, and you are able to communicate and communicate with him. I want to tell you, power comes and you can tell somebody to the face this is what you're doing wrong and God is not happy about you that is what Micah 3.8 is telling us that is what Micah 3.8 is telling us I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit by the, by the Spirit of the Lord and of judgment why? I want to declare unto them, for you to declare my brother, for you to declare my sister, the power has to come upon you Praise the Lord. The power has to come upon you. Without the power, you can do nothing. When we saw Peter, Peter, before Pentecost, had no power. He was so fearful, trepidated, every single hour, denying Jesus Christ three times, before a small damsel and before the people that were there. But when the power came upon him, that same Peter, Post-Pentecost Peter. He stood before all of Jewry, the entire Israel, and he declared Jesus Christ with power and with might. And people gave their life to Jesus Christ. That is the Pentecostal power I'm talking about. That is the power we're talking about. Jesus says the same thing. If you believe in me, he says, out of your belly, out of your innermost being, out of your heart, shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. That's going to be a deluge of that river this afternoon. That's going to be a sprouting of that river this afternoon. That's going to be a springing out of that river onto wells of eternity in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, speaking in tongues is not just something you just be always speaking tongues. I'm so happy. No, 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 no. It does. No, no, no. It is power. It is laden with the authority and the power of the Most High God. It is not just ordinary. It is power. It is the power to pray. The power to live above sin. The power to command demons to get out in the name of Jesus Christ. And they are out there. The power to stand against sickness and against disease and against Satan. And destroy the power of Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. Pentecostal power is not a weak power. It is the power of God. The Bible says, the weak among them shall be as strong as David, but the house of God as God himself. In other words, all of us totally, when we pray, it's as though God himself is talking. What a majesty. What mighty power. What glorious power. That is the power you have. And that is the power that comes upon you. That is the power that is within you. And that is the power that comes upon you. Upon you is to execute judgment. Upon you is for service. And that is very important. In the Old Testament, this power was not there. Speaking in tongues was not there. Interpretation of tongues was not there. But thank God for the activity and the hour of the Holy Spirit. The New Testament church is the church that... It is the terminal generation of the, of the move of God. 
We are the people that will see the last signs and the power and the presence of God. And you have to put yourself in that shoe. Align yourself with the power and the presence of God. And see what, can, what God can use you, you know, to do. You know, the Bible says if you know the Lord, you will do exploits. They that know the Lord, they shall do exploits. I and my children, the Bible says, are for signs and for wonders. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Pentecost is power. Pentecost is not just speaking in tongues. Pentecost is the power that comes upon you so that you can walk for Jesus Christ. You can go out witnessing. And God will give you, in fact, the gift, the, 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 the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the vehicle that brings in the gifts of the Spirit of God. The nine gifts, they are all moved by the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's a platter upon which the baptism begins to manifest. And that's why you must desire it. Praise the Lord. And if your own is ebbing out at the sands of time, I want to say that this afternoon, there's going to be a resurgence. There's going to be an activation. You are going to reactivate. And God is going to hear our cry in the name of Jesus. The purpose... Now we're looking at the purpose. God has plans. He has purposes. He's a God of plans. He's a God of power. He's a God of program. And because he's a God of program, he has, he has slated these signs for different purposes. First of all, he will enable his children to communicate with him. Lines. Direct line. Nothing will be able to deviate it. Direct line to heaven. Without interference at all. No demon will be able to discern. No power of darkness will be able to decipher it. Because our God is God. Can you somebody open to 1 Corinthians 4 and 2? I'm interested in that. 1 Corinthians 4 and 2. 1 Corinthians 4 and 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe we are in the presence of God. And I believe you are going to be in a prayer mood. So when the time comes and God will want to move. You will see that you are going to be a beneficiary of the gifts and the power of God in the name of Jesus. First Corinthians 14 and 2. Is somebody there? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Praise the Lord. For he that speaketh in an own tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it. However, nevertheless, in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Praise the Lord. You want to speak mysteries? You want to speak languages that no demon power will be able to understand? This is the hour. This is the time. And God is going to hand our prayer in the name of Jesus. Let's look at Ephesians 6 and 18. Let me read that. It says, let me start from 17. 17 is better and then we'll look at 18. And take the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Hallelujah. Bible says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. In the spirit. And washing thereunto with all perseverance and supplication 
unto all sins. I'm washing there unto. In other words, the house of your resilience. Just keep praying. Continue to pray. Don't relent. Don't deviate. Keep praying. He said, washing there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all sins. Praise the Lord. In Jude 20, Jude, the book of Jude 20, the Bible says, But ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, you are building up yourself. Hallelujah. Say so you are building up yourself in your most holy faith. You pray in the Spirit. <clears throat> the next thing is to equip the children with a repository of power. In other words, you have a cauldron of power. You have, a, 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 how do I call it? You have a place that is so full of the power of God. You become the custodian of the power and the presence of God. God fills you with his own power. And that very power, the Greek word for it is dunamis. Now, dunamis comes from, means it's just like dynamo. Dynamo is the source, is the root word for the word dynamis. And, and dynamo is a machine that converts mechanical energy to electrical energy. Very powerful machine. In other words, dynamis means you have executive power. Power to act. Power to manifest. That means, look at John 20. Look at John 20 and look at what, what John 20. John 20. And look at what Jesus is saying in verse 22 and 23. Just understand what Jesus Christ is saying and what we are going to, you know, go into. The Bible says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now watch 23. Whosoever sin you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. In other words, when the Holy Spirit, because of the Holy Spirit power in you, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, the Bible Jesus is saying, you have the power to say, I cancel out your sin. I do not cancel out your sin. You have come against God. Whosoever sins you remit, that's what he's saying, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. That's the power. That's the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that is very important. And people have to realize it. In Acts 1 and 8, Jesus, the Bible says, in Acts 1 and 8, it says, Jesus was saying, said, but tarry ye, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. So the reason we receive power is so that we'll be Weaknesses, not to sit in church, not to speak in tongues, not to just do that and some build. No, no, no. Jesus said you are going to be witnesses unto me. It will give you the power to speak the word of God, to witness to souls. Because without power, you can do nothing. Without the power of God, we can do nothing. And as Jesus says, when this power is going to come upon you, and when it comes upon you, you are going to be witnesses unto me. Not only in Jerusalem, not only in Samaria, not only in Judea, all the uttermost parts of the whole earth, here in Oman, in the GCC, in India. I was in Chandigarh, and I was in Amrista, and I was happy because we went to the Golden Temple in Amrista, and I lost that place. Why? Because the power of God will come and demolish everything there, and people's souls shall be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. 
who I give you praise, wonderful Holy Spirit. Our God is good. We need to go out to demonstrate the very fact that we are his witnesses for God's sake. We need to move out. Then you will see the power of God. If you don't move out, you can't see the power of God. Because he's anointed you for witnessing. The anointing does not come except you go out to demonstrate that anointing. Praise the Lord. God will give you praise. That's also open to Micah. With all, it's also to empower his children's prayer for self-edification. We talked about that in Jude, in the book of Jude. And that's why, that's why Paul said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than ye all. Why? He's talking about his prayer life. He's talking about how that God is using him. Do you know that there are times we just look at those purposes and I will just understand what we're talking about. You see, in the book of Isaiah, I love to read that. Like, let's open to Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. If you are there, read it. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Oh, they would not hear. What coldness of heart, they would not hear. What grimace in the, in the face of God, they would not hear. Are we going to hear that this is the premise upon which we'll move to, the Bible says, to rest, to rest, and to rest from our weary days. In other words, the spirit of the living God, by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as you begin to speak in tongues, you know, he tells you, you speak you know, in an understanding, and you get so tired. Easily you get tired. You cannot pray for one hour. But he says, when you flow in tongues, when you begin to flow in tongues, you can go for two hours. You can go for three hours. You can go for four hours. And the Bible says that the weary will find rest. Praise the Lord. You will find rest. Because nothing is able to barricade and put a border between you and God. That's what the Bible is saying. To whom he says, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is refreshing. Yet, they will not hear. You want refreshing? You want rest? And that you can pray? This is it. But you know that there are times if you pray so well in one day, the next day, you just cannot pray. You know what you do? Go ahead and talk. The Bible says, I will speak in tongues. And I will also pray in understanding. I will pray in tongues. I will volitional. I start. The Holy Spirit gives the utterance. I will pray in tongues. I will pray in understanding. Which means, I have the volition. It is my own will to start. And the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Praise the Lord. And we have to understand this. It's for the weary to rest. It's a refreshing for all of us. To give the needed focal sign and evidence of the promised baptism in the Holy Spirit. To confound and convict unbelievers. And thereby enforce obedience to the gospel. The moment the disciples, all 120 of them started speaking in tongues. What happened? Some in Phrygia. Some in Arabia. The Arabic language. All kinds of languages. They were amazed. We hear them speak in our own languages. What can this be? Why? God is convicting them. That these people that do not understand your language, how come they are speaking in your language and they are glorifying God? 
So these people now give their lives to God. So it's also for the unbelievers a sign to bring them to the kingdom. Praise the Lord. A sign to bring them to the kingdom. And that is very important. If you read book of Acts from chapter 2, 1 to 12, you will see that. And let's look at Acts 10, verse 48. Acts 10, 48. Acts 10, 48. If you are there, you can read it. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me just start from 44. Thank you very much for that. 44 says, While Peter yet spake this word, Peter was still preaching to them. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which had the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came to, with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. They were amazed. They were astonished. What new thing is happening? What new doctrine are we seeing? Why? God is no respecter of persons. Praise the Lord. As many as come to God with a heart that is completely divorced of the things of this world. And say, I have given my life to Jesus. I want you to empower me. I want to walk in your vineyard. I want to be a witness unto you. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. I said, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. To equip his children and the church with a unique tool of prophecy for edification. You see, that is the tongue of prophecy. Now, we are, maybe we are, as I'm talking, and then somebody gets up and then begins to speak in tongue. We need an interpretation. That that is a sign gift. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts that say, the vocal gifts. So the vocal gifts that requires another interpreter, somebody that is empowered also, and is giving the gift of interpretation of tongues, so that he will now interpret the unknown language for the church for edification and for comfort. Praise the Lord. So that is the one for public ministry. But we're going to look at that also. We're going to look at that also. Also to empower and invigorate the ministry of praise and worship in the life of his children. I love that. Now, look at 1 Corinthians 14 and 15. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 15. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 15. If you're there, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with, my, with the Spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will also sing with the understanding. Praise the Lord. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will also sing with understanding. I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with understanding. I will. It's my duty. I want to do it. I will. And when I say let us speak in tongues, that many as are here begin to speak in tongues with the Holy Spirit giving utterance. That's it. That I will. Volition. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding. I will pray with the, I will sing with the Spirit, and also sing with understanding. Praise the Lord. Can we open to Ephesians 5 and 19? Ephesians 5 and 19. Ephesians 5, 19. I read, speaking to yourself in Psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, wonderful. Spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, 
to the Lord. You can sing spiritual songs to the Lord. Songs you don't understand. But you begin to sing and you begin to sing. And the angels go rejoicing. And our Father is so happy and pleased with you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is doing it through you. It is not you. It is the Holy Spirit that does it through you. Praise the Lord. Colossians 3.16 Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Praise the Lord. You're singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. So you can sing spiritual songs. As we begin to sing, and as we begin to, you know, glorify God, and the song comes in your heart, and you begin to blast out in tongues, singing spiritual songs unto the Lord. Why? The Holy Spirit energizes you to do that. The Bible says, forbid not to speak in tongues. That's what the Bible says. There are those who forbid it, and God is so angry. The Bible says, don't forbid it. And we should understand the premise on which, you know, we are saying these things. There is also the plan and the pattern of the phenomenon. We talked about, we talked about the purpose. We now are talking about, we're talking about the plan and also the pattern. You see, God has a plan. God is a God of pattern. God is a God of, it's a plan, of, of, of plan. He sets things, He sets landmarks for us to follow. That's what we call the law of first mention. And when something happens in the first time in the Bible, it sets a cue for other things to happen and to align along that pattern. God is a God of symmetry. He's a God of congruence. He's a God of pattern. And it's very important for us to understand Him. And He here, well, I'm saying that in all he's dealing with us, he sets patterns. That and until Jesus Christ came, no singular human being spoke in tongues in the Old Testament. Not the prophets, not the priests, not the kings, not one of them. Until Jesus Christ came, died and ascended, and then he now poured down the Holy Spirit upon the church of God, the body of Christ. Why? He said, occupy till I come. He says, occupy till I come. That is the energy. The Holy Spirit is a person, but he has all power. He has all energy to, 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 to empower you so that you can speak in tongue and bamboozle and befool the enemy. And that your tongue, your lines go straight onto the kingdom and onto the God in the headquarters of heaven. And God answers your prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's important that we open to Romans. I think I've not talked about Romans. Romans. Romans 8 and 26. Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I love that. The Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself, not itself, it's wrong, the Spirit himself naked intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Bible says, before Jesus Christ went to the graveside of Lazarus, he groaned in the Spirit. 
I, I, each time I read that one, I say, wonderful. That is a master setting the scene for us. He groaned in the spirit before he went to the side. He had prayed for the, fa- to the father. And the Bible says, by the time he stood there, his prayer to God was that, Father, I knew that thou hearest me always. Because he has concluded the entire thing there. He has concluded the prayer. He has stood there. Why? He knew already that Lazarus is going to come up. Just at the backing out of three words, Lazarus come forth. And Lazarus came forth. That was the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the vehicle that moves you onto the gift of the Holy Spirit. The power of God. And God has a pattern. You see, but the Bible says that the Spirit gave them utterance. It says that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, but the Bible says they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit. It is the Spirit that gives the utterance. It is the Spirit that gives the utterance. Jesus baptizes, the Spirit manifests the utterance. I believe that's what will happen. Praise the Lord. It's not the pastor to, to tell you how to do it, or how to sing, or how to talk. That's from Scripture. That's not God's way. No, no, it's not the Pope. It's not the prelate. It's not the people in the church. No, the Holy Spirit, the model himself, the role model, he knows how to do his work. And we will let him do his work in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, there are foundations that we have to be laid. These foundations must be laid. The Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Knowledge has to be there. That There are two categories of tongues. The first one is the one that individuals, Personal language, communion with God, communication with God. That's the first one. We saw it that in the Spirit, He speaks mysteries. We saw it in Jude 20 that says that build up your faith by the Holy Spirit, speaking in the, in the Holy Ghost. We, we, saw, we saw Romans 8.26, which means it's a personal prayer language. Two categories. First of all, a personal prayer language. Then the next one is a public ministry. So two things, and these, those things are very important so that we don't confuse ourselves at all. We don't confuse ourselves. Praise the Lord. We are still talking about the pattern. We look at the public ministry. Now, that is very important. I just talked about, I talked about it. But that's what we call the gifts that say. The saying gifts. The utterance gifts. Those gifts, three of them. Diverse kinds of tongues. Uh, interpretation of tongues and the gifts of prophecy. Now, the gifts of prophecy is aligned with the two other gifts. For prophecy to come forth, it means that there has to be tongues, and there has to be interpretation of tongues. Prophecy is the vehicle that carries this tongue plus the gift of faith. And we have to understand that that's very important. Now, here, for public ministry, it means it has to be interpreted. It has to be interpreted. Uh, So, it takes the gifts of the word of, the gifts of uh, diverse kinds of tongues, and then of interpretation. Somebody speaks in an unknown language there for the church, for the church, not praying language. Another person also gets the interpretation of the Spirit and then is able to interpret it or decipher it. That is for the church, public ministry. But it's also for personal prayer and intercessory language. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So all the 120 of them is spoken in tongues, which means all of us will speak in tongues. Praise the Lord. I didn't hear you. I mean, all of us will speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. Paul asked a question in 1 Corinthians 12 and 30, and that explains it. He says, have all the gifts of healing. He said the gifts of healing, because 
casting out of demons is part of the gifts of healing. Have all the gifts of healing. Do all speak with tongues. Do all interpret. What is he talking about? He's talking about the gifts, these nine gifts. He's not talking about what Jesus Christ says that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devil. They shall speak with new tongues. Tongues are for every single person for prayer language. Praise the Lord. But Paul also said that in the, you can also pray that God will give you interpretation of tongues, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those are part of the nine gifts. So we should not confuse ourselves uh, with, with those ones. And they are very important. Praise the Lord. Now, there are also preconditions. There are necessary conditions that must be met. For us, we've, we've talked about purpose, we've talked about the plan, we're talking about the prerequisites, the preconditions that must be met. You must be born again. If you're not born again, it's impossible for you to, to, to function you know, within these gifts. So you have to repent, you have to renounce, you have to restitute. There are people who they say they are born again, but they still tie those red things around them. They still have bangles. They don't, they don't, it will not work. It will only work on the premise of somebody whose heart is open and sincere. The Bible says that we must renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness or handling the things of God with deceitfulness idolatry, worshipping of all kinds of gods, the gods of our ancestors and all that. That is not God. Your legs must be in the church, not one outside and one inside. You must be open to him. You are neither cold nor hot. Jesus said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. But today, you're going to come in the sincerity of your heart and say, Father, touch my life. You're going to also, you're going to also take pleasure in the fact that you want the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch my life. Touch my life. And then you relax. In other words, be still and know that I'm Lord. And you receive. Jesus says, receive here the Holy Spirit. Receive and he breathes on them. And that's what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. Praise the Lord. Then we're going to look at the last slide. He says, the presence and the power. Can, you, can, can we get up please? Can we just rise up now? Hallelujah. I just want to say that the presence of God is here. The Bible says, what the Spirit of the Lord is, that is liberty. Liberty also talks about release. You are released to function. You have the power to operate. God gives you that power to operate. And you can't begin to operate. And the message of God is going to be on you. And you're going to ask God now, I want you to pray. Those who have, you have not spoken in tongues and you just want to speak in tongues, can you quickly come out? Because of time, can you quickly come out? You want to speak in tongues, or your own tongue is almost dried up, or maybe you don't understand. You believe that maybe my own is not a real one. Can you come out? Can you come out? God bless you. God bless you as you come out. Hallelujah. Can you just come out? Ah, because we don't have much time. Praise the Lord. Blessed God, we give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Can you just come out? Your tongues are dried up. And you know that God, I want to flow in the Spirit. I want a resurgence. I want things to happen in my life. And I know with the knowing that, Father, that this day you are going to visit me. Visit me, O oh God. Have mercy upon me. Can you cry out to God and say, Father, have mercy? Hallelujah. I give you praise. Hallelujah. I give you praise. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. I want our elders to come. I want Lekon to come. Our elders, all our elders. Can you just come? We're going to pray for these ones. Blessed Father, in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, behold, your children stand before your presence now. And they are crying unto you. Let your mercy be upon them in the name of Jesus. Let your power be upon them in the name of Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. And can you begin to pray? Can you begin to pray in tongues? You are there in the congregation of the people. And you know that you can flow in the presence of God. Can you begin to pray in the tongue? The presence of God is upon you now. In the name of Jesus. God is here. Spirit of God fill each and every one of you. We worship our God in truth and in spirit. We thank God for that. We acknowledge His presence. 
Let us give a big gap offering to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us thank the Lord. Praise his Father, we praise you and we thank you. Holy Spirit of God, we thank you for your presence. Lord, it is you who descend upon your children. It is you who fulfills the desire of your children. You are the God of promise. Lord, let your promise be fulfilled in each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your servant. Thank you, Lord, for each and every one of us. Lord, we are very much blessed and we are privileged. Lord, sit in your presence to receive you. Lord, we pray in the days to come, more of your anointing be upon us, O Father. Lord, you will reveal yourselves to us, O Lord, and we will be the living witnesses for you as it was in the early days. And we are in these days, Lord will change the world upside down, O Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Lord, we also pray for your servant whom you used. Continue to bless him and use him in the days to come, O Father, so that you will be a blessing to many. As we are going to depart from this place, take us safely to our respective home. Let your peace, your prom- as you promise, prevail in our life forever. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 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 We started with praise, we are going to hand with praise. Hallelujah. We are saying thank you, Jesus. For what he has done in our presence today, we want to say thank you, Jesus. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, my oh, we are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, oh, we are saying thank you, Jesus. Oh, we are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, we are saying thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. we are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Kete Honda, yes, Daya Wado, Kete Honda, yes, Hallelujah, Daya Wado, Kete Honda, yes, Daya Wado, Kete Honda, yes, Hallelujah, Daya Wado, how I'm so precious, Baba. Jesus, Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.